Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. This one is called The Plants. Take eight. Yoga. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing, yes. where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Yes, it does. I'm Daryl. And I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from downtown Culver City, middle school studios in the heart of Screenland. Oh boy, what do you have to say today? So help me God, Ed. That's right. So help me God with Richard Mirage. Oaths of office conclude with the affirmative statement, so help me God. It is made after a promise to be honest and sincere and to fulfill the sacred responsibilities of the office. The intention is clear, to call upon God's love, support, and guidance. On this episode, Daryl and Ed remind listeners that we too have a choice. We can burden ourselves by going it alone, viewing everything as serious and therefore probably negative, or we can take God as our partner, and enjoy each day as it unfolds. And during the second segment, Reverend Richard Mirage makes a solemn vow to enjoy being guided in surprising ways with today's daily word, faith. Uh, Man, this, there's just so much. I can't believe we wrote that um, this description before we um, stumbled upon the First Baptist Church. That that's time. right, because this story goes right into our three breaths and matches the show. It's so funny because there's so many little pieces to this because we... It started with a minister that we know, that we won't uh, name, but that's fine. It's, many people, it's, just, it's just like different bands. Some people like different styles of music and such. But anyway, I caught a piece of the talk, and it was a bit of a, like, a time for – it was very serious. And it was like, the, the time, there's no more time to play. Playtime is over, play ladies time. and gentlemen. Yeah. Playtime is over. And so at which point, of course, I uh, stopped the talk because – if that's the case, we're in big trouble, Mr. Fazzaro. And, and and serendipitously, the minister's headshot, the background's all black and their outfit's all black. So all you see is a head. And it's oddly placed in the bottom like right corner of yeah. the photo. So we were already making... So we were saying, heads will roll. <laughs> yeah. and then, so that's what we called the picture. Because Daryl's an artist, I'm an artist. And so like these certain things, when you see certain... You know, when we see, especially Daryl with the visual layouts of things, and he's really taught me to really 
take it in, like the way something makes you feel when you see yeah. it. So we were, that was just kind of our ongoing joke, heads will roll. So anyway, we're walking down, we got some coffee, we went to the funny, the funniest thing, P.O. Box. Yes. And we took a lap around before we went back to our car. In down, beautiful downtown Culver City. That's right. And I saw the first Baptist church, right? And for some reason... I said to myself, what does baptism mean? Like, and it, well, yeah. I know, first I said, why do they call the, there's first. more than one first Baptist? And then I said, well, who is the first Baptist? And then I thought to myself, I started thinking about uh, John the Baptist. Yes. Right? And we started looking up what the word baptism means. One of it, one of the definitions is immersion, like being fully immersed in something. One of them was like to be in, like over your head. in over your head. Yes. And so... But you got to remember our conversation, even before we yeah, saw yeah, be in, being in over your head, we were saying how, you know, he was probably raised to this height of being a guru. No, we're talking about John the Baptist. John the Baptist. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Okay, but meanwhile, yes. everyone else was because the word baptism didn't have the meaning, the significant religious meaning it has yeah, now. Right. So back then it just meant in over your head. So I was just contemplating that people along the street. When they saw John the Baptist, they saw, oh look at this guy! He's eating locusts and this, baptizing yeah. people, baptizing He's people just in the river. A, yeah, this guy's just whacked out of his mind. Just ignore him. He's harmless. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we looked up what is the metaphysical meaning of John the Baptist because we started talking, right? And I yes. said it's got to be something to do with what comes before That's spiritual true. realization, right? Yes. And and I so we looked it up on the Unity website, and I'll well, just read well, this. Wait, first of oh, all, wait, go ahead. If you this this is amazing. Actually, we reached out to a couple people first, but we, then Daryl found this on well, the Unity Truth Unity. Yeah, but this was the miracle of it all. All I did was type in the search bar. Yeah. You know, not any particular website, just right. you know, on your phone. Um, metaphysical meaning of John the Baptist. Right. And the first thing that popped up was from Truth Unity, which is yes. the Unity like archives. Yes, exactly. And what you read was awesome because we were on to something, right? It's yes. Like, and it's just amazing how this ended up feeding into the show and how, for some reason, my mind was drawn towards something that I've seen a million times, but it was like, was making I me know. ask that question, right? And so it says, John the Baptist was the forerunner of Jesus Christ. He signifies a high intellectual perception of truth, but not, but one not yet quickened of spirit. John represents the attitude of mind in which we are zealous for the rule of spirit. This attitude is not spiritual, but a perception of spiritual possibilities and an activity in making conditions in which spirit may rule. The John the Baptist perception of truth leads us to strive with evil as a reality, not yet having discerned the truth about its transitory character, meaning you know there's another way of living. You know yeah. that there's a spirit. Well, that's what it means to me, that there's yes. a spiritual reality out there. But you haven't yet fully quote like immersed yourself in it and surrendered the mental understanding to surrender into that direct knowing, which is what Jesus right was like the next step living living in that trusting something bigger than our own intellect. Well, it's almost like we I'll, completely trusting by yeah, the way because I often call it uh, beak wetting. Beak yeah he's he's a beak wetter. Meaning, because we all go through this stage, even I did. Yes. It's that stage where I first learned about, heard about this stuff. I, it was like I never saw it before in my life. I'm reading Emmett Fox. I'm reading the Daily Word. Yes. And it's a very benevolent God they're talking about. And anything good is possible. Yes. And I feel like I could be relieved of the burden I've been carrying for so long of fear yes. and, and regret. Yes. And so at that point... I think every one of us 
is at a fork in the road where I could go one or two ways. And I am just grateful that I had men in my life that, that slowed me down. Because the temptation is to become the John the Baptist mentality, which is, woohoo, you guys got to read these books, this amazing stuff. Or, and then you think, oh, I'm going to start I'm going to start coaching people on this because this is amazing. And there's still an ad, too. There's still an us and them. Yes. There's like that's there's right. us that get it and there's yes. them that don't. And yes. There's still this like duality, as you yes. would call it. There's still this fighting against, I'm sorry, the belief in evil, like yes. I said, or, or people who don't get it or something yes. that's against us. Yes. And somehow also it puts me in a very twisted place of – right. I'm a little bit better than you guys now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I know something. And it's easy to, like, at that point, to cling to belonging in a group yeah. that seems to, like, make us. And there may be, and, 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 you know, and possibly, and there's definitely, I would say, benefits at a certain point to having that kind of support. But it's the over-identification, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, suddenly taking pride that this makes me safe. Well, I was going to say. Go, go, well, go that, ahead. Yeah, that's go ahead. what I was going to say. Because what... These guys helped me. Dugan yes. just would say, Daryl, whoa, slow down. Right. Show them. Don't tell them. Meaning, yes. you start digesting this stuff. And it's funny because Jesus said the same thing over and over to his disciples right. who would start to get the John the Baptist mentality. Right. And you're like, woohoo, we, we know best. Let's go tell everyone. He'd go, whoa, 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 whoa. Show them. Don't tell them. Let your behavior and your life of prosperity and joy right. and health and laughter and kindness don't tell them that's what you are don't tell them that's even the yeah. solution let them be so enamored with your character and right. consciousness that they'll come ask on people will inquire on their own accord and that is why anonymity in 12-step groups is key right people think when you you know in, in the 12-step groups the reason they do anonymity is because you know i don't want anyone to know that i was uh you know, a scoundrel, scoundrelly drunk or whatever they think. Right, but right. that's not the reason for it. The reason is so that once you start trans, once you start applying the spiritual principles that they introduced, which correspond to all these teachings. Well, they're based on these They're teachings. based on these teachings. Is that people, you'll naturally be an example without having to tell anybody. So then when somebody is having a tough go at things and might bring it up with you. Yes. Then you could say, oh, me too. I was, you know, I was like that too. And then I'll go, what, you? Right. Instead of the mis the reason why it's emphasized in these 12-step groups, because it even says it over and over, is because the temptation is to, like you were saying, now I'm a member of the such and such. I know the secret handshake. So, yeah. ooh, you're in the same club. Maybe you can get me a job at the studio. And, 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 it, and it can also be to... Like Eric Butterworth talks about this a lot, like expounding yes. these phrases and like kind of like sticking at the people that may not be yes. uh, wanting to hear it at that moment or receptive to it. Yes. Or, you know, I'm kind of like giving it a bad name in that way it's, by like, I speak for this and look at yes. me, you know, and I, I keep going like this because it really is taking that energy that I want to use because I'm because so, it's not a bad thing. Everything we're saying doesn't make you a bad person. It's actually a sign a good sign that you're getting excited That's by right. the truth. That's right. But this is where the guys that helped me made it clear. Instead of using that in the old way where I would where I would express that energy 
into telling everybody right you know what i was going to do or what i'm doing or you should too yeah instead take that energy and use it take it within and use it on yourself to 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 dig in more with applying right. this stuff in your own life and then the magic will happen yeah because then you get the real magic yes. I, I had a teacher that uh in that spiritual psychology program who said that our egos love the idea of transformation all the way up to the point of transformation. So like we love talking, that part of us yes. loves to talk about it. And that's the problem. There's because there's kind of an againstness when I'm, when I'm speaking about like what everyone else isn't doing, like there's like, there can be like a, until I fully digested it and it's turned into the joy of being alive within yes. me. There can be this weird boomerang that comes back on me when I'm by myself at oh. night. It's better to, to, like you said, I like what you said, pull that energy in, digest it. Be amazed yeah. at how in like oh. the laboratory of your own life, things transform without even us saying anything. You know us. what? It's, it's a great metaphor even more because it made me realize like when you let the lid, take the lid off a steam, like a, a pot while yes. it's boiling, well, then all the energy goes... <laughs> Right. And it's just like a steam engine in a in a boat or a locomotive. Right. If you let all the steam out by going, guess what I'm doing? Rap, rap, right. rap, rap, rap. Well, the the engine's making a lot of noise. It's it's running, but it's not going anywhere. Right. That's so true. Now, but if I keep the lid on, oh, that, yeah, desire, that, that. Self, that selfish desire to look important, feel important, or I'm going to spread this good news because these people don't right. care. Right. Now I'm using it to propel me forward, to lift me higher. Excellent point. And you know, um, taking this all the way back to so help me God. So this is like, so first of all, one other thing about John the Baptist is like, the, what we read is the metaphysical meaning. is That's why he had his head cut off. Yes. It's like when we get stuck in our head and trying to figure all this out and think, then we rail against what's wrong. Yes. And we we get, could become victims. And you see it all the time. And that's yes. why the news even when it's well-intentioned for me often make, leaves me feeling so bad because it, it presents this, like we're, we're right. And they're wrong. And sometimes there's, I see the merit and the validity in what they're saying, but it's presented in such a way that it just keeps me stuck in this, yes. in this, in this war of sorts. Right. And so that's why we have to trust, learn to trust something that is just like, I've been going through it all yes. week with work, things coming up, my mind telling me like I'm not I'm not doing enough. I should run away. Yes. Like this person's judging me. I mean, like convinced. Yes. And if I didn't know that I could trust God instead of what my own mind is telling me, that it's possible that there are times where my mind is out of sync with what is actually real in the broad in the broader and more true sense that everyone true in the way that we all can experience it. Like if I didn't realize that, I used to I, I, I did a lot of things out of that fear, that 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 panic that would come up within yes. me. But to this time, I said, okay, I kept lovingly treating the, the wet my head and like, but at the same time, I would just kept doing one little thing at a time that off my checklist instead of running away and cursing it and who's to blame and why am I? I just kept doing one little thing, trusting that eventually yes. my head will get back on board. And I'll be glad that I took those little steps rather than running away or sabotaging right. myself or acting out or hurting myself or you know all the things that I, I've done a lot of in the past. It's funny because really when we're in over our heads, sometimes I like to be in over my head. Yes. Because when I'm really in over my head, 
Because I know what you're saying. When I'm in that place where I think I still can manage it somehow, yes. that's when I have to do, which is even harder than being in over your head, because that's when I got to do what you just shared, which is just left foot, right foot. Yes. Left, don't make any big decisions. Don't write any big emails. No. Just do the simple little tasks that are in front it's of me. It's funny, because I wrote a big email yesterday, right. but instead of sending it, I let it, I used yes. it as a, 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 like an opportunity to get it off my chest, but yes. I as much as that part of me was so sure that I needed to send it and stick it to the people, I just said, no, that was a good opportunity. Yes. This means, because of our, this show and what we're talking about, I, I said, no, this means God's working on these very things on yes. the same plane. And if I let God do it, it'll come out in much more favorable ways. Yeah, and the, the part why I say it's easy, I like being sometimes in way over my head, because then I have no choice. Because that's when, like yes. John, I have to cut my head off, and that's when the Christ in me, or Jesus, can come in. Through my actions, because then what happens is I'll hear something. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. or because I'm, I've, I've surrendered. Yes. I've abandoned my will, my, my ambitions, or my desire on how this should or shouldn't turn out to just kind of like I just chop off my head. And once I do that, there comes a feeling of like a great feeling of relief yes. and then belief that right. it's going to work out. I don't know where that comes from. And this reminded me of something I don't think I ever told on the show, but when I was about Eight years old? Maybe I did years ago on the show. I don't know. But when I was about eight years old, um, we were swimming down. I was swimming in the in the ocean. Yeah. And, you know, my dad was raising us. He'd just lay on the beach and try to talk to pretty girls. I sure. mean, he was only in his 30s. But, <laughs> right, right, right. But, you know, I would just go off and go in the waves. And he taught me how to body surf. So, you know, I thought it was easy. But there's a riptide in New Jersey sometimes. Oh, yeah, there's a riptide out here, yeah. too. Yeah. It's so pulling you out. So all of a sudden, my father would always warn me about that and tell because he was a lifeguard. Oh, okay. So he would tell me, you know, what not to do: right. swim along the coast, don't try to fight it, like swim parallel, yeah, parallel to, the to the coast. Yeah. yeah. You know, but I'm eight years old, so I get start pulled. I get pulled down in one of those where they pull you down underwater, yeah. and then I first start to panic. So I remember I started to panic, and I think I'm swimming, and I hit the bottom oh, wow. because I was swimming in the wrong direction. And a little voice that my father never said to me, so I know it didn't come to him, it said, relax. Wow. And for some reason, deep inside me, I knew I got to, like, I knew to trust it, and I relaxed, and I remember getting turned around, and I remember my head popping out, and I went, <gasps> and I was like, oh my God, just like I say now, wow, this stuff really yeah, works. Yeah, you know, okay, we're going to do our three breaths. Yes. But I just want to take it back to the title, too, because the title was inspired by me watching the, um, yes, what's it called? The inauguration. The inauguration. So when the president and the vice president both stated their oath and they said all the things they're going to do to try to you know make a more perfect union and do their job, and at the end they say, "So help me God," and but the, even the way they say it, they instead, say like, it. "So help me God," doesn't that's not like what you're really saying is, "So help me God." I'm yes. going to do my best and I'm going to show up for this role. So help me God. I know yes. I can't do that on my own. Yes. There's, and so it really made me think like. It's kind of like almost like a throwaway line, like some weird thing yeah. you say. But it's, you know, for all the things people think that God is being taken out of schools and, and government, you should watch any government proceeding. There's, It's amazing how much prayer there is, how much yes. people talk about their soul, spirit. The whole, it was almost like the inauguration was a mass of some sort or, 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 or a, you know, a church service. This goes perfectly with what you told me that you heard a long time ago about the affected because it, it actually oh, yeah, yeah, is, yeah. it's saying I want to be in those higher. That's uh, right. The higher part, like and so help me God stay in that. That's exactly what, what's right. What's it called in psychology? Well, no, no, what, what happens is if you're in a classroom, and if a student doesn't feel safe, they call it the affective filter that comes up. 
Yeah. And if the effective filters comes up, which means there's like levels of anxiety present, they don't feel like they can be vulnerable, then they lose uh, the ability. And, and we can all relate to this. Yes. When we're afraid. We lose connection to higher order thinking, to creativity, to inspiration. And so you're not really – kids aren't really able to access in an environment where they don't feel safe and loved. They're not really to ac- able to access their full potential. And oftentimes then you're trying to teach kids is it that you think they know less that they think, you know, they're, right. they're being labeled as if they know less than they do. But it's really the environment that is not allowing that which is within to come flowing through. So, yeah, this, and you were talking about how that relates. Yeah. yeah, because the so help me God is saying, please keep me in that higher order of thinking. Yes. And isn't it funny how even in psychology they use words that could be they're synonymous with spiritual and religious right. terms yeah because higher is order there's a higher order yes. divine order there's a divine flow to life which we come to find out is really the natural way of things the yes. more we do it so okay. just like um president biden and <clears throat> vice president harris and yes. everyone who gave who uh gave their oath okay we got disconnected for a second i think but i think we're back right let's see We'll pause and then we'll start again. Hey, everyone out there in Facebook Live. There's a little glitch in the recording of the episode. So. Should I call him? Um, I don't know. I'm working on getting him back. Oh, thanks. Okay, he's going to get him back, so we'll just stay quiet. So you're going to go. All right, Sandy plan. Page, it's always great to hear from you. Serena Leffler, good to be with you, too. Okay. All right, so he Jeff will work on Richard Mirage. We're going to start... Wait, we gotta wait for Mirage. Okay. The recording. Oh, okay. Don't we? I don't know. Jeff, do we need to wait for Richard to come back? Oh, there we don't have to. Oh, all right. Thanks. Okay. Okay. So now we're gonna do our three breaths. So I think we got five. What were we? Um. Yeah. Okay. What were we? How should I lead into this again? Okay, I'll say just like the. Okay. Start her up. Okay, here we go, folks. So just like President Biden and all the presidents before, Vice President Harris, all the vice presidents before who have said their oath and said, so help me God, just like them who realize they're really over their head, just but yes. even more than that, just like you when you were a little boy yes. under that water, in, when, instead of, when we're in over our head, instead of trusting that fearful voice that's going in there, yes. we start to trust in God instead. And that's why we, do, we recommend a morning routine, oh, yes. because the only way to really trust in God and build it is to practice connecting with God on a daily basis. So in the morning, wake up, do some inspired reading, do some meditation, which just means sitting and breathing quietly, letting your mind wander even, and just letting go. And then... Writing down some affirmative thoughts. Yes. Okay. So anyway, so let's take a deep breath to clear our mind. Oh. When I'm in over my head, I trust God instead. Oh. When I'm in over my head, I trust God instead. Oh. When, when I'm, I'm in, in over, over my head, head I trust God instead. Now let's. This is perfect. We'll get yes, through these readings. That's perfect reading to kick this off. Actually, the lull's good too. You got that? Yeah, I got it right let's here. Let's just go through the all okay. three. 
So this is from a little book called Whatsoever Things Are True, compiled by Harold Watley, who was the head of the archives at Unity for many, many years, a long, long time ago. And this quote, it's a great little book of positive quotes. Go to DarylNed.com. There's a reading list there. You can order any books we read. We don't make money off of it, but it just makes it easy for you to find them. Yes. Yeah, so this quote by Lowell Fillmore says, there is a practical way to find happiness, health, and prosperity. It is the fearless way. This way is dependent entirely upon your faith in the unfailing power of God within you. When you realize the presence of this indwelling power, nothing in the world can offend or frighten you. Yes, that's exactly right. It's so funny. Sue Hodgson on Facebook Live noted that some people that get their beak wet will write a best-selling book. Yeah. So you got to be aware of how things make you feel when you read them. Just because someone makes a strong case, this stuff, in my estimation, by Daryl and mine's estimation, is medicine. When we read it, it gives us a yes. sense of a greater possibility of, of who we truly are. It lets us off the hook in so yes. many ways. It doesn't like create more anxiety or fear or less than And feeling. none of these authors put them in the role of they've found something yes. and you have to go through them. All the authors we suggest are just enthusiastic about Sharing the sharing, principles. Sharing the, the principles, tools. yeah, that they've learned to live by it's more and are about, delighted by, and here they are for you as well. That's right. It's more about principle than personality. Yes. So Emmett Fox in Around the Year with Emmett Fox on January 3rd said, let God have your burden. Once you have contacted the power within and have allowed it to take over your responsibilities for you, it will direct and govern all your affairs from the greatest to the least without mistakes. The government shall be upon his shoulder. You are tired and driven and worried and weak and ill and depressed because you have been trying to carry the government upon your own shoulder. The burden is too much for you, and you have broken down under it. Now, immediately, you hand over your self-government. That is the burden of making a living or healing your body or erasing your mistakes to the child within. He, the tireless one, the all-powerful, the all-wise, the all-resourceful, assumes it with joy, and your difficulties have seen the beginning of the end. Cast thy burden upon the Lord... And he shall sustain you. So that's from Psalm 55. And the other reading we had, which is from Mary yes. Cupferly, from Trust the Power Within, Trust the Spirit Within, excuse me. This is from a free Unity pamphlet called Truth Be Told. And she says, You, dear friend, stand upon the brink of your good at this moment. It is there, right where you are now. Begin to accept and receive it. First mentally and within your heart by fully trusting the spirit within. Declare often to be too deep in this acceptance. I trust the spirit within. You will be following the direction of the one who knew the way to receive the very best of the kingdom of good. You will be launching into the deep with greater awareness of the good that lies ready and waiting for your acceptance and faith. Trust the spirit within. And that's when we say, so help me God. Are we ready to go yeah, to break? Roll it up. All right. Coming up next. Reverend Richard Mirage makes a solemn vow to enjoy being guided in surprising ways with today's daily word, faith. Thank you for listening to Funniest Thing on Unity Online Radio. You're listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. If you have a question or comment about today's show, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, friend us on Facebook at Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. 
or email us at funniestthing at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to Funniest Thing. Welcome back to the second half, so help me God. Yes, we got Reverend Richard Mraz from the Unity of Phoenix coming up shortly here. I'll start with a quick reading from Be a Center of Love from the book Celebrate Yourself. Eric Butterworth wrote it. I love it. Love this book. He says, when the world around you is in turmoil, you may be confused as to where you should stand. When social issues become polarized and politicized, people may demand to know, are you for us or against us? It is important to know that you need not become trapped in divisiveness. You can take a stand for unity. The one thing to be against is the tendency to react in anger and hostility, to give vent to feelings of bias and prejudice. And the important thing to be is for the way of love. You can be a positive onlooker. A referee or negotiator plays an important role in many disputes. It's not a passive or weak-willed function. His is a dynamic activity. Even though he takes no stand for or against, anyone can become an arbiter of good feelings, a center of love. Ah, What a relief, man. Yes, because that I could do. Yep. That and it actually gives me a boost and it lets me off the hook. I'm I actually understand. anticipating a phone call later. And I, I keep getting the willies, like maybe that topic is gonna be brought up. Uh-huh. Like about politics for some reason. Yeah. Hopefully my intuition's totally off base. Yeah. And that just gave me the answer. I'm that's for right. unity. You know, that's, that's right. Thing. That's right. Hold a loving space, let her yes. go where or he or she go wherever they're gonna go. Yeah. You don't have to go there with them. And we want to thank our listeners. We appreciate this, this opportunity to do the show. You can write us. We're going to, we got some letters to our P.O. Box just yesterday. And if that's at Funniest Thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. You can also send us a quick email and access anything um, we have to offer at our website, DarylNed.com. Everything is free. So help yourself. And at this time, where is Edward? Did you ask him to chair the show? Oh, yes! If you like this episode, share it with a friend. There's a little, like, uh, send button yes. on the podcast right. Uh, right there. While you're listening, you can shoot it in an email or a message to a friend. Write a review while you're at it, a, a rating, and uh, that'll help more people find the show as well. Yes. Uh, this time, we like to thank our chief engineer who makes not just us, but every show on Uni Online yes. Radio sound great. And that's Jeff Comfort. And each week, he takes us right, right into the comfort zone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a quick shout out to the message of hope now this is an offshoot of uh the daily word yes and they provide spiritual materials to all those in need especially or primarily the blind or visually impaired community if, if you're interested in their services or you'd like to um, find more about them you can call 866-421-3066 yes indeed also we love to give a shout out to the prayer line 800 now pray or 800-669-7729. They've been around for over 125 years. Yes. And just last week I called them. I think it's up to like 130 plus. Now. Probably. Yeah. It was the first phone line in Missouri. Yeah, because I think it was like 1890. So the I called them last week. 
the guy did a, the, the prayer associate did a wonderful prayer. And this is, there's no strings attached, folks. They're not going to ask you for money or solicit anything from you. It's, their intention is true and has been for over 100 years. So the guy gave me a great affirmation, yes. which was, we shared it on Saturday on our Facebook Live, which is, my peace is the love of God. I think we even used that as an affirmation on the show with uh, on the Far oh, that's Press. that's right. Yeah. yeah, so the, the amazing thing. is the love of God. So I told the person, I said, oh, my God, that was perfect. It was just what I needed. And he goes, I said, thank you so much. And he goes, oh, and thank you for your podcast. And I went, what? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. The prayer associate listened to our podcast. And I was like, I can't believe this. I'm blown away. He goes, yeah, I could tell by your voice. And then when you said your name. And that made my day because we get to be an example. Like that guy knows, whoever he is, mm-hmm. that, you know, we don't just brag about the stuff on our show. Like, it's a good idea for you folks. He's he's actually going, no, these guys really do. <laughs> these guys really do need the help of Silent Unity. How about when we were running around Unity Village through whatever door we could find when we went, when we did the show from there that time? And all of a sudden, who was it? Our fr- One of our friends that we met over there came out because she heard our voice. Yes. And we were like just wandering through the halls, pointing, going, wow, wow, wow. And she came out and said, is that Daryl and Ed? I recognize your voice. From the radio. Yeah, that was so cool. What about the Krista? uh, Wait, did you tell about the app? Oh, you you could get this app for free. It's the Silent Unity. It's called, uh, to contact them, it's called the You Pray app, the letter U and the word pray. You can even type in prayers with the You Pray app, which is amazing. And you can get a... An affirmative email or letter sent to you, which is just amazing, man. It's really amazing to get it. Yeah, so we have an update from our friend Krista McAvina, who was on the show, and her episode was called Breaking News. The story is not as bad as the headline. Yes, and you she, just give she, a quick... well, the quick uh, story is she got hit with a jolt during the pandemic that she had a uh, cancerous tumor. Right. And so it was a big jolt to the system. No doubt. And we just kept affirming. I, I even put in my God box, after the initial jolt, God starts working yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, his ma- ma- miracle magic of healing on yes. Krista. And she just went into every hospital visit with the thought of, I am here to spread love. I'm here to be an ambassador of God's love. Yes. And share joy to the people that are supposed to be helping me. Right. Well, last week, or this week, we got a text uh, which said the whole thing has taken a complete 180. Right. That the cancerous tumor, after all the testing, turns out it's benign. Amazing. And it was, she was being told how the odds were not so good in the beginning right. and now it's completely and that had Daryl and I wondering was it ever malignant or was it malignant but because she, she sent so much love to it yes. that it switched the cells became benign as yes. a result of that and we don't know the answer to that but being there's just something powerful about choosing to let love continue and not to fight flow, the cancer and not fight and curse the situation, although of course it's natural, those things are going to come yes. up, those temptations, those, but it's just like keep turning it over, and it really helps to have the ability to say, "So help me, God, with this." In those moments when it, when it's not always easy to do that. So um, to the daily word. One of the things that helps us every day is the daily word. We read it as part of our morning routine, as we describe. If you want to read the daily word, you go to DarylNed.com on the bottom of our homepage. It refreshes every day, or just go to DailyWord.com. You can read it there. You can order it there. And um, our friend uh, is a wonderful minister at the Unity of Phoenix, 
like I said, I recommend you subscribe to their uh, Facebook or and their YouTube, anywhere where you can see their weekly services. Whenever they come up, I press play. We, we share them with each other. We're just uplifted, and it makes it easier to turn over things to God. When you when you hear someone speak who do, who practices it, like like Reverend Richard Mirage does, there's just there's nothing there's nothing like that that beats that in terms of inspiration for me. When I hear someone else who practices it sharing, well, you know what, what you know what some people say. What is that? When you get tired of hearing Daryl and Ed in your head. You could always switch to Richard Mirage instead. Perfect segue. <laughs> Richard Mirage, welcome, buddy. It is so good to be back with you. I love you. I love your energy. You guys have such passion for spiritual truth. I just <laughs> love that. Uh, your personal stories are awesome, and you are so well-researched. I love it. I could just sit here and listen to you guys all day. But I guess you asked me to say a few things. But I just <laughs> listen to you because you guys really rock, and I appreciate it. So so good to uh, get to join you again. Uh, so help me God. It's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've been sitting, listening. What, what's present for you at, uh, right now? Well, I mean, I just this whole idea about uh, surrender that you talked about. I mean, I, Daryl, I love that story about surrendering to the wave and just going with it, just not fighting against it, because we love to fight against stuff in life. Right. You know, when things don't go our way, I mean, we get angry. We try to make right. it happen. We try to control things. And I love that, just letting go and, and allowing the, the wave to take you to safety. And, 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 um, and instead of fighting and causing pain, you let go and allow it uh, to, to save you. So I, I just love it. This is such a, a, a powerful and uh, topic that's near and dear to my heart because every year I do a series at the beginning of the year. Instead of setting goals, I, I say the most important question if you feel stuck is to say, ask, what do I need to let go? Ooh, you know, what, I, awesome. what am I holding on to that's keeping me stuck? Because sometimes we want to get so far ahead quick, and yet sometimes we don't untie the past. We're still dwelling in it and stuck in it, old beliefs. So the whole idea of sur surrender and uh, having the faith to let go is just really, really just powerful. So I'm loving this. Yeah, that's just hearing you say that simple little. I know, what a statement. nice switch. You know, because it, it goes along with the, the holding on. Uh, Holding on and, and drowning or letting go and floating, you know, like right. yes. um, it goes along with that story that Alan Cohen talks about he, as a, some parable of the two men walking along the river. Yeah. And then the river overflows and pulls them in. Yeah. One of them fights and tries to get to the, and they're, and they're, they're traveling to a city, a, a village many, many miles away down the stream. The, the river come, overflows suddenly. They get pulled in. One guy just desperately tries to get to the shore, and he, he uh, drowns. The other guy just lets go and surrenders to the flow of the river. And before he knows it, it calms down. He looks up, and it's carried him straight to the city that yeah. he was trying to, to get to. And um, I think that goes along with understanding that we live in, in a universe that flows in a positive direction, even when it doesn't look like it is, or even when – the old conditions in my mind are telling me this isn't safe. I can't trust this. Or the news is telling me. Or the me. news is, or whatever it is, is telling me is 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 cultivating a, a relationship with this loving universe that comes only, I think, from really di direct practice with that. Yeah. It's like like you, like uh, Reverend Richard, like you're saying, it's the practice of letting go because. When we're used to holding on, it takes practice to let go. You know what? You just reminded something I forgot for many years. Mike Dugan, when I first met him, 
he would always say to me, this is 1986, he'd say, Daryl, you got to understand, life is a letting go process. Mm. Not again. He kept saying, life is a letting go process. What are you, uh, can you share some ways, Reverend Richard, that people can begin to let go of things that maybe are difficult for them to let go of? Sure. I mean, I, I think there, there are three things we got to let. Well, there are more than three things, but three that come to my mind. The first thing I think uh, letting go of is important for is to let go of the past and let go of the future. Um, and then because when you let go of the past or future, you come to the present in the here and now. And that's mm-hmm. why all meditations, you know, following your breath brings you back to the now. Because what it does is pulls us away from the past and pulls us away from the future. So to me, one of the most important letting goes is just letting go of the past and future to be present and the second one i think is important is that to let go of all the mind chatter that that we've got going on so as i say that we are uh, we have our phds in msu and that's making stuff up yes we make up stories and, and and dwell and overthink on them so much get obsessed and you know we freak out and that's why i love the the buddhist practice of just observing your thoughts Instead of getting caught in the drama, you just kind of notice, oh, there's my mind going to thinking that life's unfair. You know, that dirty so-and-so said this to me yesterday. And instead of, you know, getting stuck in it, we could just kind of observe it. And letting go of those thoughts actually um, helps us be more aware. Right. And then I think something else uh, learning to let go of is that we identify ourselves with our name, our family, our income, our job our religion and sometimes and the the fact is we are more than all that right we are are pure spirit right and and, and to just get to to let go of all those things we attach and identify ourselves to and just get back to the truth that i am spirit you know that i am an amazing expression of of the intelligence that created the universe that is in me and all around me and i have full access to it and to know that i'm a spiritual being not a, a victim you know, not a, 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 a powerless person, you know. And so I think all those layers of letting go, of letting go of the past, letting go of fear, letting go of the drama, letting go of all the things we attach to, because then that gets us back to the purity of who we are, mm. which is amazing spiritual beings, you know. And mm. so I, it's funny, I just started reading a book today someone gave me, and it's uh, personal stories from a bunch of famous people. And one of them is Albert Einstein. And Albert Einstein says this, he said that there are realms and dimensions that we are not tapping into. And here's what he says, investigate the spiritual world, mm-hmm. investigate your inner world, for it is through your interior world that you can access these realms. Mm-hmm. And, and he goes on to say, my biggest message is that if you're a scientist, if you're a teacher, if you're a mathematician or any other of these things on, on this plane, you must include the non-physical in your teaching studies. You must include the non-physical information that you impart to youngsters, for they are dying of a lack of soul in wow. their work, a lack of meaning in their um, in their existence. And I just thought that was amazing. Wow. That there's a whole realm available to us, and we're not tapping into it. That you could use your mind all you want and reason and use logic, and you can take all kinds of actions like we do as human beings. But until we tap into that higher realm and go to that inner place, that we will never have that level of fulfillment. And I love it. He says, teach your kids about the non-physical. Teach your kids about, um, you know, about the spiritual realm because it is only through that 
you know, th that we can find meaning and, and the depth. And quite frankly, I think life gets easier when you let go. I agree. You know, I mean, I, I think we are more in the flow, just like that swimming example is so powerful. You know, the more we release, the more we move into the flow, the more things just come to us, the more we're open and receptive to be in, to be inspired and to be in, in, uh, inspirational in the work that we do. What's the title of that book? So our listeners and Daryl and Ed know. You know, it's actually a compilation thing, but it says uh, the uh, great minds speak to you. And it's all these people who speak on spiritual matters that you would not have guessed. Um, I mean, Jerry Garcia, Ralph Waldo Emerson, Marilyn Monroe, Elizabeth Taylor. I mean, a whole range, John Lennon, Pablo Picasso. And it's all little brief messages written by them about their spiritual life. I mean, wow. this book, I mean, so jazzed. It was, I was really, really inspired. Fantastic. Well, we're going to get that book. We sure are. And synchronistically, it was uh, fell right into this topic yeah, of, of today. You know what else this is like? Because a lot of times, and even when I was new, and sometimes even recently when I have my doubts, sometimes, you know, it's easy to think, yeah, but, you know, is this, how do I know this is even real? You know, this, the way I'm trying to line up or feeling good or this joy, like, is it even worth it? Is this even real? But then because of, Something I was reading, I don't know if it was Einstein or somewhere, but it was talking about how every particle in the universe is is these laws govern everything. And that's why everything is in a harmonious order. Right. You know, cells in the body do certain things. They know what to do because they're in harmony with these yes. scientific principles, if you want to call them that. Right. But these principles. So then I started thinking, well, wait a minute. This is true. Because when anything gets out of harmony with that flow is when there's discord and a problem until it's brought back into harmony. And that's why the body heals it. It'll bring itself, it starts to readjust back into the homeostasis of harmony. Right. So then you think, well, wait a minute. My thoughts, my cells in my brain. So these thoughts are all part of these principles too. So when I'm thinking resentment or self-pity or feeling alone or even just I'm all by my own or I got to figure, all that discord feels bad because it's not really in harmony with scientific, not just prince, not just spiritual. If you think spiritual seems flimsy in the moment, right? Remind yourself, no, I believe in science. This is scientific, because yes. when our thoughts, which are part of this this principle, are in alignment, we naturally feel joy. And the good news is, when we don't feel joy, it's something I could choose if it just means reassuring myself until I reach that homeostasis again in my thinking right. where it's back into the harmonious flow. Yeah. Some people call that the law of adjustment, right? Yes. It's like, and Abraham Hicks says like our, our, our inner being is always pulling us toward what we desire. Like it's, if we'll just like what, what Reverend Richard said, if we'll just relax, yes, life will pull us back into alignment with ourselves, And that's why meditation, I really recommend like a daily practice. We always yes. do, I should say, because, it's amazing when you're not when when I'm sitting there and my natural oh. being of joy starts to bubble up. Not something I'm making happen. I know. And I go, oh my god, it's like a deep breath of life, like the books. Ah, oh, what a relief! 
Well, speaking of relief, Reverend Richard, do you have the daily word to read? Because we read it earlier again. I do, amazing. I do, and, and, and so fitting for today. So here we go. I let go in faith and trust my spiritual source. Faith is the power that frees me to let go of personal control. I do not have to manage my own way through everything. A wise grandmother once told her grandson, don't boss the job. She was telling him to trust his indwelling spiritual power, the perfect power of his divinity that would direct him to perfect outcomes. His only call to action was to yield to that power. As I yield to my spiritual source, I trust my highest and best outcomes are unfolding for me. With faith, I surrender and find myself guided in ways that may surprise me. I release my need to have everything figured out in advance. Calling upon my faith, I trust in the perfection, intelligence, and love of the divine. And that was uh, inspired by uh, 1 John 5 verse 4 that says, For whatever is born of God conquers the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world, our faith. And just to put a cherry on top, a Unity Daily Word many years ago wrote in it, and I've used this all the time, and I suggest people who have trouble with the word faith try this law of substitution. It says faith is defined as joyous, joyful expectancy. And if you put joyful expectancy everywhere oh, you that. see faith, even in this reading, wow. it, it makes it clear for someone who has trouble grasping these religious terms, yeah. like I have and sometimes still do. And it makes a lot of sense because the very first line would be, joy, a joyful expectancy is the power that frees me to let go of personal control. Yes! It's such a natural thing. Um, before we say goodbye to Reverend Richard, have you taught the class on letting go or you're getting ready to teach that class? I'm getting ready to teach that class. I've been doing it on a couple of Sundays. So this Tuesday yes. for two Tuesdays, we're actually going to go, go through the whole actual practice of letting go of uh, resentments, letting go of uh, limiting beliefs. So it's a whole range of practices we're going to do on Tuesday night. I don't know if this is going to air in time for people to, to be a part of that now that I think about it, because this won't air for two weeks. But, but will, will it be on YouTube, uh, Richard? Uh, the class? I'm not sure how we're going to do that. I, I don't think we're going to do it on YouTube, but uh, we might have it at, uh, uh, at some point. But it, so, so if they, if they, they can listen to your talks on, on letting go on your YouTube channel because yes. I've been listening to. So you know, find uh, Unity of Phoenix on YouTube. I know Reverend Richard has also um, a couple jokes for us before he goes. Yes. What do you got for us? Well, you guys asked for it, so here we go. Why <laughs> was Vincent Van Gogh a good friend? No idea. Because he was willing to lend an ear. <laughs> what did the cat on the smartphone say? Can you hear me, Al? <laughs> you know, relationships are kind of like algebra. Ever look at your ex and wonder why? <laughs> what did the doctor say when the mummy was born? No All idea. right, let's wrap it up. <laughs> okay, how about this one as the last one? What do you call a naked cow? Food? A strip steak. <laughs> well, I thought I, took, I thought that was well done. Even though, I think it, even though it's rare that I get a laugh 
<laughs> All right. Reverend Richard, thank you for joining us. We got a few mailbag yep, pieces don't of leave mail. Just yet. Um, yes, the cat. Enzo, FedEx feline. Our Enzo. FedEx feline dragged in some great mail. This one comes from Carol Smith. And it says, hi, Daryl and Ed. You guys have been a continuous blessing to me. Thank you for bringing a smile to my face regularly and being a reminder of the truth. I love you guys. And, and thank, th thank you for your generous contribution to our show. This one really kicked me upstairs. Let's hear it. This came to our Funniest Thing mailbag via Facebook, correct? Yes. And it's from Elizabeth Washington Webster in Georgia. I just wanted to tell you how much I love you guys. You make my commute to work so joyful. I look forward to each new show. I am a grief counselor and seek positive and affirming material to keep me centered and full of love and light for the work that I do. You are definitely a light in this world and are so appreciated. Keep up the wonderful work and be blessed. Sending you so much love from Georgia. Wow. Jesus. Jesus just walked in. Hey, boys, I got the perfect song to take you guys out today. Uh, you wow. know, uh, my friend John the Baptist, we know it didn't end that well for him. Were you, you must have been spending some time in the South, Jesus, because you got us. <laughs> Not a lot of people know that about me, but uh, <laughs> but you know, the original name for the group John the Baptist was, was hanging out with, right? No. The Blue Oyster Cult. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, so you have one of their, their oh, tomes? Yeah. Well, when I saw what happened to John, I this is a prayer that I developed and later it turned into a song, and you know the rest. So sing along with okay. me. Ready? I can't see no reason to put up a fight. I'm living forgiving, the devil is due. I'm turning, I'm turning, I'm turning, I'm turning to you. Visit DarylNed.com to find easy things to everything we do. And thank you for being a part of Mirage, we love you. Funniest you Phoenix. Phoenix. <laughs> the online radio. I'm turning, I'm turning, I'm turning to you. Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry, where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org.